Welcome to the Made for Mondays podcast, where each week we talk about how to be love in our day-to-day lives. Now, here are your hosts, Executive Director at Believer's Church, Heather Carl, and Senior Pastor of Believer's Church, James Stewart. All right. Hey there. We are going with our first podcast ever coming out of this place. Pretty exciting. My name is Heather Carl. I'm the Executive Director here. Who are you, fella? I'm Jamie. It's good to be here. It is good to be here. Yeah, we've talked about this a long time. A long time. So we've, um, our creative team has talked about doing a podcast forever, just kind of as a way for us to dig a little deeper into conversations around our Sunday messages or just things going on in the life of our church and communities. And now is just as good a time as any, as we're all kind of isolated and trying to connect with one another. Um, We thought this would be the perfect way to kind of make an avenue for that. So um, this particular one, and in the coming weeks, likely, we will just be spending a lot of time kind of discussing ways that we can be uh, connecting to each other as we're all isolated. So we're kind of alone together in this. And so we're going to be resourcing families with things to do with their kids, with their students, um, also just ways that you can get involved in community outreach stuff. Um, so that's kind of our plan as of now. So let's dive into our conversation today, Jamie. Yes. How does this Monday feel different from last Monday? Holy cow. Right? I don't know if I've ever experienced anything that, a change that has happened so rapidly. Mm -hmm. I mean, just absolutely everything has changed. From, you know, you just think like global economy went from the strongest economy we've had in a very long time to, I guess, global recession, uh, seemingly overnight. Mm-hmm. Uh, on the way in today, I was listening to a mom uh, from Richmond who has a son on the spectrum and talking about how she went from having a team of teachers who were, you know, leading her kid through the week to now it's just her and two other kids and she's working at home while she's trying to figure out how to best handle, you know, leading this this kid who loves routine and all routines are now gone. So, yeah, it's just, it's incredible, isn't it? How much has changed so fast. So, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I think how much is, how different is it? There's nothing that's the same, I don't think. It's entirely different. It's entirely different. Yeah. Uh, How we're doing church is different. How families are socializing is different. How we're going to love our neighbors is going to be different. Everything is different. Yeah, and the the unknown is so unsettling. Mm -hmm. It's just, I mean, that's one of the things that I think everyone is feeling now. Maybe not as grand as some others, but I think everyone feels it in some way. So, and it seems like there's this need to constantly watch the news feeds, the channels, listen to podcasts. I mean, we're doing a podcast around it, but I get that experiencing an ongoing barrage of information can actually feed our anxiety and fear. So can you just talk like, what are some steps we can take to stay on top of the ever-changing situation, but also minimizing just kind of this fear of feeling of panic? Yeah. Yeah, this is actually a conversation I've been having around the house quite a bit lately. I bet. Yeah. 
Um, you know, it all it all kind of yeah, like you said, there's this there's this tight wire of balancing being informed versus being, uh, if you could say it this way, over informed. Right. Um, and with things changing as rapidly as they are, my my guess is that the pace of change will actually slow down. We'll be in a place where things kind of settle into what the new weird normal is for a, a period of time. Um, so like right now it feels like super rapid change. I, I, I sense that that's probably going to slow down just a little bit. Um, but the news isn't going to slow down. We're, we've got this crazy cycle of news and information. So uh, I think a, a couple things that I would just kind of put out there and then feel free to share anything that you have. But um, I think one thing to do is, is limit the amount of news that you're taking in. Um, so I, I try to watch the news one time per day and that's it. So I choose uh, a source of news and I watch it one time. Uh, so it's not just running on repeat all day long. I that's think, good. I think that just feeds mm-hmm. fears, insecurities. I mean, you don't need to know what happened 30 minutes ago. You just need to know what's going on today. Right. So limit the amount of news that you're taking in. Um, And then the other thing with with that is be strategic about where you choose to get news. And this isn't going to be about like choosing a channel. Uh, That's not what I'm talking about. What I'm really kind of saying is uh, keep in mind that almost every news media organization, that that information that's coming at us is not neutral. Uh, There's an agenda behind it. And so you have to keep that in mind. As information is coming your direction, keep in mind there is an agenda behind this information. And so I think, you know, if you can go to sources where you get to choose the information that you get. So uh, I've been going to the CDC website. I've been going to the World Health Organization website. And there you're getting just kind of unfiltered. It's not being filtered by a, an organization. It's just the information that's there. You can read it for yourself, make decisions yourself about what's going on. Um, if you're going to choose a, a network or, or whatever, that's fine. But, but keep in mind that there is an agenda behind it. Uh, the other part of that is I would say whatever you're taking in, counterbalance it with something else. So almost, I, I would say, four, <laughs> four to one. If you listen to an hour of news, then you need to listen to four hours of uh, messages, uh, audio books, podcasts, um, worship music, uh, things that are going to feed your soul, feed your mind, encourage you, strengthen you. Uh, you gotta you gotta balance your intake of information because uh, otherwise you're going to get yourself worked up into a tizzy. Yeah, so what I hear you saying, we need to just kind of um, evaluate our time and how we're using our time in those spaces, Um, and then also kind of for wisdom on what we're taking in. And I think what I would add to that is just also be careful then what you're sharing. So part of what's happening is that we're taking all of this information in, and then we just have this need to like share it. So we're kind of feeding into it by that, right? So 
just, you know, I think if there's something that you're taking in from those sources that you find would be really helpful to those that are closest to you, um, you know, that's what text messages and stuff are for, but, uh, to just kind of keep plastering it on our own walls and stuff, I think is just kind of feeding into that sense of panic and worry. Yeah. And social media is a news source. Yeah. So I'm speaking to that as well. So limit your intake of social media. I'm, I've actually been more active on social media in the last two weeks than I normally am. Uh, but it's mostly to post verses and, you know, to try to inject some positivity. And um, care. And care. <laughs> it's a way to care yeah, for, for people. For yeah. us now, you know, we have to step into that mm-hmm. arena whether we want to or not just to provide a presence and, and some care there. But yeah, it's a terrible source for news. And so, you know, maybe you need to unfollow some folks that are, you don't have to block them, you don't have to unfriend them, but maybe unfollow some folks that are sources of negativity so that you're controlling a little bit more about what you're taking in. Uh, the, the passage from Philippians 4, uh, where Paul says, uh, one final thing, fix your thoughts on what is true and honorable and right and pure and lovely and admirable. Think about those things that are excellent and worthy of praise. Uh, I think, you know, that verse there, uh, Philippians 4, 8, just speaks to the intentionality of what you think about. Uh, so the way to do that is to control what you're allowing into your brain and I think that's what Paul is advocating here. We need to be very careful. And if he had to do that in the first century where there was very limited sources of information, but he still was saying, fix your thoughts, be careful about what you're thinking about. Boy, how much how much more do we need to apply that yeah. in our context? What I love about what you were saying there, too, is that you're controlling what's going into your brain. And I think so many of us feel out of control right now. Absolutely. And we have control over that. We and do. so to be able to cling to that, we have control over what we're taking in and what we're putting out. Um, We may not have control over circumstances, but we do have control there. So just to kind of redirect our thoughts in those ways is so good. So good. And and like you said, if we've learned anything over the last couple of weeks, we've learned there's very little we control. Mm. (laughs) (laughs) There is so little that we're in control of, uh, but we can control this. You know, we can control what we're thinking about. We can control what we're watching, listening to. Uh, So be super intentional. I've had... Uh, a few people email me asking for uh, my latest uh, books that I've read, and maybe we'll do a podcast in the future of, yeah, that'd be of good. Uh, some <laughs> reads. Um, but yeah, like this is a great time to, to start knocking out books, and you can choose what books you're reading, and uh, what, a, what a good thing to take control over. Yeah. So I want to go into a little bit of uh, biblical conversation here. Um, There's a story about two sisters, Mary and Martha, in the book of Luke. And Martha is a little frantic in her effort to host Jesus, while her sister Mary plops down at his feet and just kind of listens to him talk. And I can't help but think of the parallels their story shares with our lives right now. We tend to run at a Martha pace on the regular And now COVID has kind of swept in and we're being forced to be Mary's. So how do we make the most of this forced life of simplicity, do you think? Yeah, that's a that's a really good thought. Uh, I had a conversation through my screen door yesterday (laughs) with uh, a friend that came by the house. And uh, we were talking about this very thing about 
how what is happening right now is forcing us to at least consider what is what are the most important things mm-hmm. and it's not what most of us have been spending our time doing it's kind of interesting mm-hmm. um so yeah i think leaning into the as hard as all of this is uh i i hope i hope that when this is all over and behind us, that we don't just quickly return to the way things were. I hope we evaluate enough of what's happening right now that we are able to to realize the the value of time at a dinner table with our family. Yeah. Um, prayer as a family. Uh, the the value of friends i've i've thought like i'm kind of a loner <laughs> but i'm missing hanging out with my friends and uh for me that happens mostly through work but even that like everyone's working from home or you know on a more relaxed schedule so that they can take care of family and do all the things um but i'm realizing you know how much i value those friendships and I, and i hope that all of us are able to evaluate like, what are some of those things that we were doing before that really in the grand scheme of things are not all that important? I, I can't even believe I'm going to say this because uh, I love March Madness. But how many hours do we spend watching sports that now we realize it doesn't really matter? Like all the hype around it. And yet, what are we missing out on? because we're engaged in activities that are just filling our days rather than being valuable uses of our time. Yeah, that's really good. So there's definitely chatter, at least in Christian circles, um, that we're experiencing a sign of the end times. Uh, I know you love to talk I, about this. I do, actually. So I was really excited about this question. <laughs> yeah. Um, so what do you think about that, though, for real? Like, what does the Bible say about that? How can we respond either to the situation or to those kinds of conversations that are happening? Yeah, I actually do enjoy talking about end time <laughs> stuff. I don't want to, I don't want to say never, but like, I did a series on the book of Revelation years ago, and we did the first three chapters and then stopped. And then you bounced. <laughs> yeah. Like, that's enough. That's enough. It gets crazy after that. It's like, a, <laughs> it's like a meth trip or something. I don't know what's going on. I've taken college courses. I can't figure out what's happening in Revelation. So I don't think we're supposed to, yeah, right? That's kind of what I think. Yeah. yeah. So um, I love, though, the, the conversation around this. Um, so a couple things, a couple things, a uh, sign of the, the end. I mean, if you really want to read about the sign of the times, I, I think it's, it's Matthew 24. Uh, the disciples said to Jesus, um, and Jesus was talking about the, the end and the temple being destroyed and all these things. And he said, uh, the disciples said, you know, what is, what is going to be the sign of all of this happening? What is the sign of the end? And Jesus responds and says, here's, what it's going to look like. So if you want to, if you want to read through that, that's a great passage to read through. Um, and a lot of the stuff that he mentions, uh, the, the wars and the famines and all of the things he says, you know, these are things that have, that have always been happening. They're, 
those are not necessarily the signs. And a lot of people will take those those verses and they'll say, see, this is a sign of the end. You know, yeah. It's the wars, it's the famines. It's a, No, Jesus was saying, those things are always happening. They're always going to be this happening. This isn't new. This isn't new. Uh, so what is the what is the sign? Um, you know, pandemics have, have come and gone. Uh, I've been listening to some podcasts recently that talked about, you know, Christianity actually took hold during a pandemic during the Roman Empire where people were fleeing and abandoning sick people and Christians stepped in and, and offered care and love and support for those very people that were others were abandoning. And that's partly how Christianity kind of took hold in the Roman Empire, uh, which is kind of interesting. So like even the birth or the explosion of Christianity happened around a pandemic. Uh, so this is nothing new. Uh, hopefully this is the only one in our lifetime, but it's, it's certainly nothing new. Um, there was a church in the city of Thessalonica and uh, Paul had gone there before and he had, he had taught them and that there was rumors that the Lord had come back and that this church had missed it. And, uh, that, that kind of makes me think about right now, like everyone's like, Oh, you know, this is it, right? This is, this is the sign, right? That, that the Lord's coming back. Uh, certainly, I guess the Lord could use this to, um, I mean, he's going to use it for something. Uh, perhaps it's to prepare, uh, to lay the groundwork for the end. I don't really know. Uh, but Paul, in talking to this church in 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, um, he said this to them. He said, Dear brothers and sisters, let, let us clarify things about the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ and how we're going to be gathered to meet him. Don't be so easily shaken or alarmed by those who say that the day of the Lord has already begun. Don't believe them. Even if they claim to have had a spiritual vision, a revelation, or a, a letter supposedly from us, don't be fooled by what they say. For that day will not come until there is a great rebellion against God and the man of lawlessness is revealed, the one who brings destruction. He will exalt himself and defy everything that people call um, uh, and defy everything that people call God and every object of worship. He will even sit in the temple of God claiming that he himself is God. So, so Paul says to them, um, you didn't miss it. It's going to be hard to miss. You know, this is what's going to happen. And he talks about the, the man of lawlessness. Uh, some would call that the Antichrist. And uh, you could say, you could make a, a case that the day of rebellion has been in place for a very long time. But uh, Paul seems to say, uh, we're not going to be able to miss the second coming. Uh, so I guess my, my main thought around this is, the Lord's going to come back, and, and my opinion on on this whole thing is the only thing we need to do is be ready. And the best way to be ready is to do God's bidding while we wait. And Paul even finishes that second chapter of Thessalonians by saying this. He said, with all of these things in mind, dear brothers and sisters, stand firm, keep a strong grip on the teaching that we passed on to you, both in person and by letter. Now may the Lord Jesus Christ himself and God our Father who loved us and by his grace gave us eternal comfort and a wonderful hope comfort you and strengthen you in every good thing that you do and say. And I just love that. So Paul says, um, yeah, you're worried about the Lord coming back, but you shouldn't be worried about it. Um, you are a partaker in God's grace. So 
share God's grace. You know, everything you say, everything you do, be the presence of Christ in the situations that you find yourself and stop fretting over whether the Lord's coming back or not. You're not going to miss it. And I just love that. Yeah, I think that's so good too to think about. Um, I love your you reminding us about the Roman church and the influx of Christianity at yeah. that time. And, you know, there's um, just this feeling that this really could bring uh, Christianity to a place of revival and yeah. not just a tent meeting revival, not that there's anything wrong with those sorts of things, but just a global revival of the Christian church. And that is just beyond exciting to mm-hmm. me. I mean, even thinking about um, just how all these churches are doing church right now. And, you know, it it's true every weekend, um, every Sunday, let's say, that, uh, you know, hundreds of thousands of churches are meeting all over the globe. But there's something about this moment where we're experiencing it kind of all happening at once. Yeah. And we, we have this, like, revived knowledge of the truth of that. And um, that's just, gosh, we have so much to be excited about as yeah. Christ followers that uh, we get to be a part of this time in history where Jesus is just being made known in such new and exciting ways. Um, and if we can focus on that, man, everything else seems like yeah. it's, just not, it's just not that bad. Yeah. Uh, we talk all the time uh, about the, the three T's, you know, the, the times to share the hope and love of Jesus. And people are most open to uh, talking about spiritual things uh, when they're going through times of transition. And can we think of any time that has <laughs> where we've seen greater transition right. than today? Forced transition. Forced transition <laughs> when people are in trouble mm-hmm. and uh, there's no shortage of trouble, um, transition, trouble, tension. And uh, all three of those right now are at levels that I've never seen before. So I would say, let's, let's test this. This is a great opportunity for us to, to use these three T's uh, to talk with people about spiritual things and to share the hope that we have in Christ. My hope is not in uh, a strong economy or in a stable you know, environment. My hope is in the Lord himself. And uh, so let's Let's encourage others to look to him for the strength and uh, the security that they need, that they're not going to find in the things that they have been trusting in up until this point. It's really good. All right. Let's keep making Jesus number one, one person at a time. Have a great week, everybody, and go be love.